When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, where we'll be covering NFL free agency in the month of March. Also as well, Mr. L.A. Slappy right there. You can find him at Sox1947 at LakersBall.com. Yeah, he's giving you that big smile. Plus, He's got a company he needs you to support out there. Simblades, showed off, man. Simblades, simbladeswithaway.com. We should get a lot of people watching today because the Lakers beat the Clippers, thank goodness, with an amazing fourth quarter comeback. So go ahead and join him there. Plus, after the post game, please join him for a talk about Sopranos and also as well the Lakers and Clippers. Honoring the Sopranos on Lakers nightcap is Joe Soro at 11 p.m. Pacific coming up right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Also as well, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights. Yo, support him. Lakers and Five, Empire Jeff TV, the Lakerholics crew of Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet. Our good friend, John Costa. Go ahead and check him out at Lakers Corner Clutch Talk. John McKaylee and support all those great channels and support ours by liking, following, subscribing, Five-star review. We need many five-star reviews out there. We only have a few for the Lakers Fast Break. And I know a ton of people listen to our show and have. I'm closing in on 200,000 audio downloads. So don't tell me you don't have time to go ahead and give us that five-star review, especially because this guy right over here gets a lot of negative star reviews. So go ahead and make sure you give us five-star reviews to offset that wherever you get your podcast, but also as well, of course, everyone out there, subscribe today. Click on the little Joe, little Joe Bo, the big Joe that he's pointing at to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. Dante, I will be happy that the Lakers pulled off an amazing victory today after looking pathetic in the first half with some terrible defense, terrible effort. Terrence Mann jumping and running right around the Lakers. Lakers looking befuddled uh, in the first half, giving up a really, really bad performance in the first half of the Lakers with the Clippers outscoring them in the Battle of LA, 66 to 52. 
but the Lakers came back strong. Started in the third quarter as far as the Lakers at the end, starting to get some show some signs, but the, the Clippers still outscored them. But when the Lakers turned it on, it was LeBron James summoning the fountain of youth with seven three-pointers, 34 points. I believe he got, uh, was it 19 or 20 points in that final stanchion? Anthony Davis chipped in with 20 and 12. Rui Hashimura with some key baskets, especially a three down the stretch. D'Angelo Russell, a key three as well. And the Lakers pulled off a miraculous comeback down by a 20 at various points during the game to outscore the Clippers 39 to 16 in the final regular season game with both as co-tenants in the Staples slash crypto.com arena. The Lakers win 116 to 112. They're now 32 and 28 back in ninth place in the Western Conference. Here today to discuss the surprising victory when it looked all but lost for the Lakers is a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out today as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com and of course Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. It is Joe Sorrow and Joe, glad to have you here, my friend. I am happy now, Dante. The Lakers won after a terrible first half. They came back in that fourth quarter. What was the key driving that whole fourth quarter for the Lakers? I think it remind. I think it just it sounds. I think it's just something like LeBron James. LeBron James was the catalyst, but he was also able to summon his minions, and they were able to make shots when role players are supposed to make shots, when they're open, when they're passing, when they're whatever it is, even, even AD was getting some key offensive rebounds in there. The fundamentals are important folks. And the fundamentals are even as basic as making shots when you're open. And it was a surprising end. I'm not going to lie. It was an absolute surprise that they were able to come back and win this. It looked like the Clippers looked like they were thinking about, their new locker rooms in Inglewood. Uh, and that's that's just something that we have to keep reiterating, that this is the L.A. Clippers, folks. And, and I want you guys to really listen to this, okay? The L.A. Clippers are the L.A. Clippers for a reason. The reason why they have been a loser organization, as long as they have, if you wanted to know, like, an instance, just watch the fourth quarter again tonight. Uh, regardless of what happens after the t- tonight, it, it, it's it's a it's it, the the basics are always there, you know. Lakers sent their co-tenants for the last time with a loss, something that the Clippers have been known for more than any team in sports the last almost forty years. I should say forty years actually, because <laughs> they did move to LA in 1984, and the Lakers win the season series saying this is our house you may now leave and that's what happened and i'm just uh i'm just happy uh, and of course they have byron scott on uh sports sports net here uh for those of you who don't remember scott uh, byron scott was traded for uh or i should say in a tr- was in a trade for norm nixon him coming to the lakers nixon, uh, nixon going to the clippers at that time they were the san diego clippers so I know he, he's probably going to have something interesting to say, too, about how this has all come full circle now. But, again, um, yeah, I was preparing for a funeral tonight, but I'm so happy we're not. 
Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win with a miraculous come from behind victory. They were down by as many as 21 points in the fourth quarter to win 116 to 112. Also here today, good man indeed. You got to check out the episode that he dropped showing you what he does at Clutch Talk and Lakers Corner. It is John Costa. John, great to have you here. Everybody is in a great mood. The Clippers being sent out to wherever it is that they're going to go in Inglewood, right there with their brand new arena and all that. Forget about that, all their new uniforms and logos and all that. Um, I do want to mention that you're a little bit got a lot of audio background noise, but as you come on, but uh, I'll let you fix that here in just a sec. But just seems like a whole bunch of uh, noise. Not what that's your normal sounds location. like the washing machine. Yeah. It is, it is the washing machine. Oh, I apologize about that. Uh, no let worries, me, as long as on the gentle door. cycle, there you go. Absolutely. But the Lakers come off with a come from behind victory, like very few that they've done this season. Your thoughts on what propelled this game in that fourth quarter? Dang, guys, not going to lie. I haven't been hyped about a win like this in a long time. Like, this is just one of those great feel-good wins. I'm so happy to be here. Like, I'm, I'm always just so happy to be here to see, to see Gerald, to see Joe, to see all the, all the family, you know, that's here in the chat. Like, but I'm so happy to be here because we got this win, and it was just such a – like, I was down in the dirt, guys. Like, we were down by 18 points coming into the fourth quarter. And was like, down by, and we're down by as many as twenty one. <laughs> guys, like this is crazy. It was such a great game to watch. Like it was just, I was just putting, I was, I just had a smile on my face. And then, and you know, sometimes, you know, when LeBron is doing that that little crazy thing, sometimes I'm like, all right, LeBron, chill. But that was like, I was literally watching the game with my daughter, and I'm, I'm like showing her, I'm like, do it, baby, do it, like because I was just so hyped too. Because like, man, LeBron had it going in that fourth quarter. But the the entire game, besides that, I mean, honestly, we we were down, and I I usually take notes, you know, whenever I I watch the game, just so I can you know have something to refer to, to have something to think back to if I if I need to. And one of the one of the top notes that I wrote and is in the, for this game is the fact that um, we we always just go down by so big in the first quarter that we end up just having to play catch-up basketball for the rest of the game. And playing catch-up basketball versus just having to play basketball like when you're tied up or straight up is two totally different things. Like you you cannot make mistakes. Like Your your margin of error is tiny playing catch-up basketball. And we already have a team that makes a lot of mistakes, and we just kept making mistakes all throughout the game. And I was like, damn, now you're playing catch-up and we're making mistakes. Like, yeah, this is going to be a bad game. Also, Darvin Ham wasn't caught. I feel like – he wasn't doing a very good job of calling timeouts when Clippers went on runs, but but Tyloo was doing a great job of calling timeouts when Lakers went on runs. So I was just upset. But that fourth quarter, like I'm, I don't know who in this chat agrees with me, or I don't know. I don't Gerald Joe. I, I know you guys. Um, I think we've touched on this before. I don't know if you guys agree with me on this, but y'all know I think Bron is my. I think LeBron James is my goat. You know everything he has, he has done and all that. We don't got to get into what as to why, but. When you look at what he did this game, like that was goat-like type things. Your team is down big. You ma- you're matched up with Kawhi Leonard, the other team's best player, Honcho on Honcho. You go at him. You erase a 21-point deficit in six minutes. In six minutes, you erase a 21-point deficit facing the other team's best player. I don't care how you look at it, man. As goat-like type things. I'm happy to be here, guys. 
Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win. 116 to 112. Excellent comeback victory. Again, the Lakers come be from behind by down by as many as 21 points. Joe, in that first half, it was absolutely miserable. The Lakers, uh, well over 10 turnovers. The Lakers, terrible defense, effort, offensive rebounds. Again, haunting the Lakers in that first half. But when it came right down to it, Joe, in the fourth quarter, something spurred on the Lakers. Yes, LeBron's performance was inspired. He started getting hot from three. Obviously, that just inflated the the effort and the momentum for the Lakers. But you could see, Joe, this was not something that I don't think Ham or anybody else planned out. This was just circumstance on the court where LeBron started going crazy from three, and that just ignited the rest of the team from there on out. Correct. I. It looks like they they switched the Lakers started making the extra effort and then the Clippers had this mindset where they basically thought, well, we're up 21, you know, they're going to have to make every shot and we all know they, they can't do it. And even if they do make a little fake run, we're going to hit a couple threes and, and close this out. The only problem was the Lakers closed off the perimeters for the first time all game in the fourth and they didn't come off it really for seven to eight minutes. And, and you know this because the, the the Clippers towards the end there were forced to get to the basket. So regardless of who was making the call or whether it was a coaching adjustment or whether the players were playing with more effort, they did what they were supposed to do. In my mind, the whole time I was thinking when they went up six, don't let them shoot threes. If you're going to let them shoot a two, let them waste some time, go to the hole, put some effort into it, let them, then if they make it, they make it. My only issue at first was when they came out of that timeout when they were up six they let Kawhi score too quick I don't like too quick I'd like at least 12 to 14 seconds when there's a few sec few minutes left in the game but they they did everything they were supposed to do they did everything they were supposed to do and that's all you can ask for you, you they, they played as smart as you could in the last five to six minutes uh, and they just happened to make these shots when they were open. My God, that that D'Lo uh, volleyball, I, there's going to be a new name for that, by the way. Uh, we got to figure out a new name for that volleyball shot that he does. Boy, he did not even, I mean, it, it was so in the middle of the cylinder. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was great. <laughs> those type of things, those are the type of things that change seasons when you can make those shots as the secondary and third guys off of LeBron and AD everyone did their job absolutely everyone did their job and the Laker fandom needs to understand the rest of the way that the starting lineup is our only chance uh, there isn't going to be anyone off the bench that's going to do anything the only thing that could happen is Vando could miraculously be healthy at the end of the year which I don't believe he'll be back this year but that would be the only adjustment that Darvin and he's had. not a scorer, Joe. He's not going to no, get but he is a good that. defender and he was yeah. making some shots uh, about a few weeks in. So he was getting there a little bit, but a little bit of defense does, does go a long way. And maybe Cam Reddish can, can help out a little bit on defense as well as he gets acclimated being back into the rotation. But at the end of games, this is going to have to be the lineup. And when the playoffs start, should the Lakers, Get out of the play-in because I still believe they'll be in the play-in. 
they get out of the play-in and get to the playoffs, the, the starting five are going to have to play probably 40 minutes a game. They want to do this right. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you can get you the Here's cell phone copy, version you know? that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, shell shaky <laughs> has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're finding their seat with the popcorn already in hand. No, you know, come that, on, you, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean, like with a mono I, sound. There you go. Oh God. Yeah. That's, that's the worst part. You only get sound on the left ear, yeah. not the right ear. Something like that. You can find that version already if you really want it. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It is Joe Soro along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching listening. John Costa's here as well. Join John Costa on his channels, Lakers Corner and Clutch Talk. To add on to that, John, the reason why Joe is saying that in regards to a heavy reliance on the starting lineup since Rui Hashimura got inserted into the starting lineup, something that everybody in our chat has been asking for for months finally happened. And the Lakers are now 7-1 and one with the starting lineup. You're going to need to rely on it, as Joe said, because like for instance today, the Lakers only got 14 points off their bench from four different players. Absolutely, it's not going to get it done as far as that end. So you have to rely heavily, heavily on the lineup. Your thoughts, my friend, when you see that, I guess, uh, I guess disparity in scoring, how long can this last when you're leaning so much on your starting lineup? It's it's even more scary for us, you know, because I I would say you know it's it's scary for any team in the league because you're just putting all your all your eggs in one basket. But it's even scary for us because one of the eggs that we have is 39 years old, and you just never know what's gonna happen with a 39 year old egg. And on the other end, another egg that we have in this basket that might I say is very very important is very fragile and i want to give him his respect for playing as many games he has as he has played this year and anthony davis played i think that's now what 56 of um, yeah i think he's played in 56 now of 59 so uh almost 60 um so there you go that's great but we can't ignore the other like what 10 years of his career that uh, nine ten years of his career where he has been um extremely you know fragile so it's very scary on us that we're going to rely this much on on the starting lineup, but because of reasons that I listed, uh, you know, when, when we did the Lakers midseason check-in uh, live stream of like, of 
why we're here and why we're in a tough situation. At this point, we got to go. We got to go until wheels fall off, until LeBron James' leg is just absolutely amputated or until Anthony Davis can't walk. We got to go. And if this is the lineup, if this is a lineup that's going to help us win, let's do it. I see somebody here in the chat. Um, I don't want to not give them their credit, but somebody said we're seven and one with this lineup. Um, I just said that a couple of minutes oh, ago. Oh, that thank you. <laughs> thank you, Jerry. Exactly. So yeah, we're seven and one with this lineup. Um I'm happy. Uh at this point, yeah, it'd be great to have a bench. And um I think when Gabe Vincent, if Gabe Vincent becomes something, like maybe he can he can give us a, a punch off the bench. Um we were early Joe. Yes, he and Vando have to get back on the court first. They're not even on the court yet, so that's a ways off, my friend. Exactly right, but uh, and then and then um, hopefully Spencer Dew. And this is actually think something I actually wanted to say. Hopefully Spencer Dew when he starts to get off and gives us a little bit more bench production. But more than just that, like here's my take on Spencer Dinwiddie, and I want to say it now. Okay, it's February 28th. Spencer Dinwiddie's been inconsistent. I mean, not even inconsistent. He's just straight up been just been bad. I won't. I won't even say inconsistent. He's just straight up been bad for us. But I guarantee you guys, there will be one game where Spencer Dinwiddie goes off. Like I'm talking, like almost has a 30 point game or has 30 plus point game, and we're all gonna be talking about it. So just want to say that now before it happens, we can go come back to this moment. But at the end of the day, Gerald, to answer your question, yeah, we're having to rely on this lineup, and it's scary because we have 39 year old LeBron James and injury prone Anthony Davis. But um, because we've punted games, because we've put ourselves in this position, hey, man, we got to do what we got to do. So that's what's going to win. So we got to do. Joe, let me ask you this. We're so hard on, on Darvin Ham, <laughs> deservedly so in many ways. Uh, and I know our audience has been too. In the fourth quarter, again, I, I give credit more to how LeBron got started off got hot from three, started chucking up threes and making him like crazy. That really ignited the team, in my opinion. How much credit do you give to Darvin Ham as far as orchestrating anything in that fourth quarter? Because again, we were faulting Ham for not calling timeouts with the momentum was really swung to the other side, not lambasting the team when their lack of effort on the defensive and rebounding end in the first half. How much effort... How much credit should we give Darvin Ham for anything that went on in the fourth quarter? Uh, you're on mute. I can't unmute you. Darvin doesn't have a choice at this point. That's why I keep mentioning that the starting lineup is the best five on this team. Sometimes you can get lucky and have one or two bench guys that might be better than a couple of starters, especially in situational basketball. But this team is, is a starting lineup, and that's it. There isn't any depth on this team. And LeBron started the momentum by playing like LeBron does, and then Austin was clamping down on defense a little bit better, getting steals. Hachimura was running the break and making shots. AD was getting offensive rebounds or getting his hand on uh, an offensive rebound and just disrupting anything under the basket that could – allow the Clippers to get the ball and, and then create a break or any momentum. This was a complete shutdown. It all, you could say it all worked in, in unison. It was a combination of Darvin Ham letting the team do what it did by having the lineup in there. Then you had all the role players making their shots, making plays, LeBron playing 
like the great player he is. And then, of course, AD the same way. And then on top of that, you had the Clippers who uh, were, were, were ready to go party tonight uh, a little too early. So the, that entire thing. Plus, you have to also understand this is a Clipper home game. Clipper home game. You guys, if you were watching the the panning of the of the cameras, it, it, you might as well uh, have a game at a cemetery. Uh, there's no such thing as a Clipper fan, by the way. They don't exist. They just wear stuff, but they don't really exist. There's no such thing. Uh, to me, they mean nothing. Um, their, their uniforms, their new uniforms. Uh, the insulting of, of the Clippers is, 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 is warranted because that's just what they deserve. It's what they've been. And it all came to this quarter to really, really explain in a small detail who are the kings and who are the dinks? Regardless of seeding. If anyone thinks this team's going to win a championship, meaning the Clippers, Gerald has a couple bridges to sell you in, in, uh, in Arizona. Okay. Uh, didn't even know that, but I guess that's the case. Uh, so let me send him a prospectus. See, we'll help you out. Okay. Oh, I guess so. Lakers fast break at yahoo.com. Uh, John, let me ask you this though. The, as, um, as I was going to mention here in the chat, the defense, the turnovers, the lack of effort, the offensive rebounding was terrible in that first half, just the effort overall, even at the third quarter, which they lost 30 to 25, you didn't see a huge turnaround as far as their efforts concerned. But once those threes, started going in john from lebron tell us exactly you could see not just in that our anticipation was growing our excitement was growing you could see the lakers team on the floor that you know when they went to halftime their heads were down ad's head was down but you could see once lebron started hitting those threes you could see the attitude and effort turn around and you could see the momentum shift like was being sucked out of the life was being sucked out of the Clippers and being transformed to the Lakers. It was absolutely beautiful to watch. Honestly, you know, when I say um, basketball is like an art, I've had, I've had people in like really agree with me and be like, Oh yeah. Like I feel you. But I've also had people be like, yo, what are you talking about? You sound, you sound stupid. But like, this is what I mean. Like if you were really like Gerald, you just explained it so beautifully. Like if you were really watching that game, and you really like actually love basketball. Like you saw the momentum swing. Like you literally, like like how you said, you saw the momentum swing. And I don't, I don't even want to mispronounce this word. So when you guys come in and help me, but I think it's like pen, pendulum or whatever. Pendulum, pendulum. yeah. yeah Thank pendulum you guys. Yep. Thank you guys. Right. And man, like th that's really how it felt. I mean, like all game, the Clippers were going on so many runs. Like I said in the beginning, they were up by 18 coming into the fourth quarter. We we were down by 14 coming into halftime. All of these uh, all of these runs that like the Clippers literally owned the game. I mean, they outscored us what like 36 23 in the second quarter, right? Yeah, we we scored 23. Yeah, they scored 36. James Harden scored 16 points. Like I thought this game was. Oh, and then in the third quarter, they. We we went we actually went on like an eight 0 run in the third quarter, and then they went on like a ten and zero run, blew this game even more open. And I'm thinking this is going to be over, but because one player starts killing, because one player turns it up, 
it changed the entire atmosphere in the building. Like, I guarantee every single fan, every single Laker fan in there, because like how you guys said, it was mainly Lakers fan in there, just like turned up. Like, I, I don't know. I'm sure it was an out-of-body experience, and I'm sure it was even in, crazier for LeBron because that was – that was honestly crazy, guys, to watch. And like how you said, Joe, like we're, we're we're over here from our houses through our computers to our TV watching this. And well, we, we were, were all set to get Joe, you know, prepped up for another rant. <laughs> it was looking bad, and the Joe was getting prepped for a rant. I was which sure. I could which I could go for another Joe rant though. I could. Can't I do could it go for one. <laughs> Joe, there's nothing another nitpick at Joe. No, not really. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> winning that. winning cures all ills there you, go. you can't come you can't i don't give a crap about what happened in the second quarter this is we're in the results business we would be hypocrites if we sat here and said well they shouldn't have ran the pick and roll on play four and a 211 <laughs> mark in the first quarter no 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 that, it, the lakers could play like garbage for three quarters and win and i'd be fine the rants come from uh, the inability to execute to win, yeah. and if 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 we have to tolerate inadequate play for twenty four minutes, yet the other twenty four minutes war- war- warrants a win or results in a win, it's it, this game is about winning, and yeah. when you win, it's just it's just it, 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 there's nothing to to discuss other than well, you guys. Put, you guys made your bed. You were down 21 in the fourth quarter. Then you guys said, you know what? I don't like this bed. I think I'm going to redo it. <laughs> and they got all the throw pillows and all the decorative ones, and they just boom, 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 systematically started putting it together. And, you know, I could say maybe I did have a little bit of rant talking about the Clippers. You know, I, I don't I don't mind doing a rant on the Clippers. Uh, I keep hearing this discussion about how James Harden and, and 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 Kawhi and and all these guys are just so fabulous and so great. Win something first. I'm not talking about Kawhi in Toronto or San Antonio. I'm talking about here. James, win something. That whole second quarter act. Where were you in the fourth? Where have you been in the fourth your entire career? I'll tell you where you've been. Your thumb in your ass. And then your other arm, I don't know where. So get 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 with it. At what point are you gonna start doing things so that you can, you know, get off that 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 I don't even like using the word choker label because that's so easy. But how about show up in the end of the game? and win everybody can play in the second quarter we're talking about the fourth you saw lebron james channel greatness tonight a lot of times guys as seasoned as he is can channel these kind of games and what better way and what better time to channel that because the lakers just evicted the clippers officially they did and i'm very happy about that because i like the send things off the night the right way i'm i'm, I'm the i wouldn't say i'm like the bobs in an office space where i'm a little weasel like like the you know oh uh, well we will fire them on friday because statistically it, it shows that they they're less likely to be confrontational no 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 i want to be what kick we, we just whooped your ass get the hell out of here and that's what the lakers did to the clippers tonight i love to see it 
I love it. I love it, Joe. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 116-112. to 112. They are now 32-28, and 28, ninth place in the Western Conference. John, they are now just two games behind the Sacramento Kings, two and a half behind Dallas in the Western Conference playoffs. Uh, they pulled also as well within three games of the Phoenix Suns and New Orleans Pelicans. Your thoughts as 22 games are still on the horizon. Do they still have the time to go ahead and make a mark and seemingly get themselves out of a 9-10 playing game and put themselves maybe into a 6-7-8 seat? Do they still have that time, John? We still have that time, but, and I think we can do it, but the situation that's going to have to happen is now we're going to have to win and we're going to have to hope that the right teams lose. So the teams that are, you know, um, we're going to have to hope that like these, these upcoming games for like the Kings, for the Mavericks, Pelicans, we're going to have to hope that they have, they lose, but, and, and we have to win. So like two, instead of just us winning, instead of just one thing going right now, two things are going to have to go right. So it's going to be, it's going to be a tall task and tough order to, um, for us to be able to go about. I'm not going to lie, uh, but it is possible. And at this point, I just think we need to, focus on game by game. Like I, I, we all know, you know, we've said this, you know, hundreds of time. And then ESPN probably was watching Lakers fast break and then probably decided to copy us and then put it on TV, say talking about the Lakers tough 10 game stretch and all that. Um, so we all know about it. There's no point in looking back, you know, looking forward to that. We got the bucks coming up, or we got, you know, all these tough teams coming up. Let's just take out it. Let's just go at it game by game. LeBron, there's, I'm sorry, buddy, but I don't care if you're 50 years old. Can't sit no more. Every game, we don't need you there. Unless your legs fell off, we don't need you there, buddy. And um, every, I, I'm not saying we're gonna go, you know, 10 and 0 on this streak, which I would would love it, but uh, I just think that we need to at least come out of this scary 10 game streak, uh, upcoming games that we got coming up, at least positive out of it. And um, I think we have, a, we have a good chance of doing this. Joe, let me ask you this. And once again, the Lakers win 116-112. to 112. Do you see the Lakers gaining some ground? They're only two, ga- two games behind the Sacramento Kings, two and a half behind Dallas Mavericks. Do you see the Lakers gaining any more ground? Tomorrow, tomorrow night, as still as we're recording this, They've got the Washington Wizards, which should be an easy game for the team that now has the worst record in the NBA. Your thoughts? Things might be looking a little bit better with the Lakers heading into this weekend. I say might. Uh, I'm not there yet, but they have won both home games since the break. Lost two road games, and right now... This was a road game. I know what you consider it as, but technically, yeah, yeah, it, it is. But I, I consider it a home game. This is this is as much as I hate to say it's decrypt. It's staple slash decrypt. This is this is the house Kobe and Shaq built, and five championships plus plus one with LeBron, and that makes it six in this building. And it would it, it, it's time to make a run at home. It's time to make a run at home, and it's their due to beat Denver. They beat Denver, then they start to really feel it. They likely start to really feel that momentum and that 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 confidence. This was a huge win. I hadn't seen them play like this. 
in the fourth quarter all year. This was a beyond a grit type game. They were relentless. They said, we cannot lose this game. That's the feeling I got from it. LeBron played a lot like Kobe tonight. Uh, it looked like a Kobe game. I've Reminds seen. me of that Golden State game from a couple weeks ago. Uh, I don't think that I, I didn't look at it the same. This, although was, that was a more complete game from quarter to correct. Quarter. Yeah, no, this was different. This was they were struggling the entire game, and they're on their last leg, and they're going, no, no, I'm, I'm really, really tired of this. We are really tired of this. We're gonna, we're gonna do something here, and then here you go. When we talk about leadership, leadership comes from play 90% of the time. There is some vocalness there, of course, but this was LeBron taking his leadership role and going, I'm going to put us in a position to win. Now, if you guys want to win this game, I'm going to make a couple shots here, and then what's going to happen is they're going to start sagging off you guys. You guys are going to stunt this way, stunt that way, get an open shot over there, wait for the corner. Draw and kick, boom, 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 started making some shots. Now, on top of that, you had defensive plays where you stole the ball at more than once and got easy baskets. Folks, there's only two plays in, in basketball that, that that just – there's two plays that really kill uh, a, a team that's ahead. Number one, when you when you get free throws because the clock stopped and fast breaks. That, that makes the comeback much quicker. And then we also live in a – in, a, in an NBA world now where a couple threes here and a couple shots here, boom, you're eight points up within a couple minutes. The Lakers did to the Clippers what the Clippers were doing to the Lakers. The only problem was for the Clippers, they couldn't get out of that funk the last eight minutes because the Lakers didn't let them. And, What's, yeah. and, and, and understand this. If mm -hmm. the Lakers are to do what they need to do, the starting five are going to have to play 35 to 40 minutes the rest of the way. I'm talking the rest of the way. There is no one else on the bench. There, the guys off the bench, like Dinwiddie, Cam Reddish, I don't think Vanderbilt and Gabe Vince are coming back, by the way. Cam, Cam Dinwiddie, Torian Prince, they put Christie in there, whatever. I don't care. Those guys are to just spell guys to rest. That's it. If you expect anything from those guys – maybe a game here and there, but not on a consistent basis. So those five players, if, if there's one thing that Darvin Ham needs to tell his team, guys, we're in a position now where only five guys on this team are going to have to be here uh, in it, 35 to 40 minutes a game to make a run. And that's it. That's, that's, that's the reality of that. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Thanks so much to everybody watching on YouTube. If you haven't yet subscribed, please do so to get the latest notifications of when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break. Same thing with Twitch, Twitter, and of course, Facebook. Hello to everyone in the Philippines watching our game as far as our coverage during the game and also as well our post game. Salamat for doing so. If you do appreciate all of our love out there from everyone in the Philippines, Salamat means thank you. Thank you, Joe. Salamat. Salamat. Is that in Tagalog? Yes, Tagalog. Okay. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. You go. Absolutely. Salamat. For Didn't watching. know you were bilingual, Gerald. Well, it helps to have a Filipino wife that speaks four different dialects in, in uh, the Philippines. So there you go. Wow. There Once you again. Go. Yep. Absolutely. Zanger sign. There you go. Salamat. She is in the Philippines right now. 
Thank you. Big shout out to the Philippines, Australia, Nassau, Bahamas, Kenya. Last time around. Yes, you were in Kenya. That's right. Absolutely. But on our Sunday game, somebody from Kenya gave us a shout out. How do you feel about that, Joe? Nassau and Bahamas. So you're worldwide, Joe. You're not only going to be a poster on Cool Bros Parade. You're you're worldwide, Joe. You're worldwide. It's inevitable. It's yeah, just something you like gotta Dennis. have to accept. It's just something you have to accept if you can't handle you the stones. If you can't handle the attention, then you should be doing something else. If you can't what? handle the heat, get out the kitchen, right, Joe? And on that uh, note, my, my area of the kitchen is very open, so I've never really been very hot in the kitchen. Mm. But but I get what your point is, yes. So tomorrow's game is against the Washington Wizards. Now, now if you said, if you can't handle the sauna, <laughs> get out of the sauna, that would have made more sense because that, that, that can get hot. <laughs> Getting back to tomorrow night's game, John. It is against the Washington Wizards, the worst team in the NBA, statistically tied with the Detroit Pistons, I believe. They have the same terrible record. As Joe would probably tell you, if they lose tomorrow's game, it would take everything away from whatever happened in tonight's victory, but I don't expect it. They haven't been losing these games lately, so I'm going to go with the fact that they're probably going to be okay. Okay. It's funny because somebody said, I'm surprised LeBron is, you know, is LeBron going to take tomorrow off? I'm surprised LeBron played this game and didn't, uh, and took this game off and we didn't play tomorrow night. So I'm hoping he'll play both games, but the importance of winning tomorrow and now winning every game is key to get the Lakers on a run. I think playing patty cake right now is not going to work. They they got, he's got Mm -hmm. 22 games left. You got to go. Yeah. Every game. Yeah. Let him know, Joe. Let every single game. There's no chance for him to do these little patty cake games. I love the way you describe that, Joe. And what if he would have sat out and played in tomorrow game, Charles game, Joe? Would no. you have gone to rant then? That... Oh, no doubt. Oh, yeah. It would have been bad. I don't even know if I would have watched the game tonight if that would have happened. But I didn't I didn't think he was gonna do that. I mean, come on. So what are your thoughts, John? I mean, I said it earlier. LeBron has to play in literally every single game. I don't care if we if they bring up a freaking middle school team at this point, like this Lakers team is so inconsistent that it could just so happen to be that like there's like a middle schooler who's like the second coming of like Jesus Christ and doesn't miss any shots. And that, cause that's just who we're playing with that night, uh, who we're playing against that night. So I don't care. LeBron has to play in every single game moving forward um, because there's no more of those winnable games that he punted. Uh, that we should have won. Um, I, I remember I said on I said on the live I, I counted like five five winnable games that LeBron James has punted, um, but no more. I don't care if it's the Wizards. Or I don't care who it is. We gotta we gotta get this LeBron. This is one of the greatest performances in the regular season for LeBron James. Joe, let me say this and thank you so much again. Appreciate all the love from our Facebook friends out there. Manuel, Alfonso, Bernie, Johnny. And Hess and also as well, Harrison, thanks so much again for appreciating us here at the Lakers Fast Break. And also, of course, our YouTube and Twitter followers as well. Joe, this is probably one of the greatest regular season performances for LeBron, not only because the age factor, but the fact is, as noted by George Sedano, this is the largest fourth quarter comeback win by a LeBron James team ever in his career. 
he outscored the Clippers by himself 19 to 16 in the fourth quarter. Yes, it's definitely uh, one for the regular season LeBron uh, accolades. That's for sure. I, I, I don't. I don't know if I could say it was his best fourth quarter. I'd say his best fourth quarter was. Bobby I said Hughes. one of the. I didn't say it was one. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. This is the biggest comeback he's ever had in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's it was it's it was definitely number one for uh, since he's been a Laker for sure. I'm sure he's had some games like that in, in, in Cleveland. And he's Miami. never come back from this far deficit in the fourth quarter on in his career ever. They they needed it and they needed it. And uh, if they win tomorrow, they'll, this is th- that would be the first time they've been five games over 500 since December 13th, which is two and a half months ago. Before they go into Denver next, and I, I'd like to think that they're due against Denver. Uh, winning winning that game is is going to be important. Uh, so they're going to have a few days off to, 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 to get themselves mentally ready for that. And then after that, it's, it's, it's a, it's a gauntlet guys. Granted it is at home, but it's, a, it's going to be a gauntlet on, on, on if, if they're going to earn this or not, you're talking Oklahoma city after that Sacramento, Milwaukee, Minnesota, and then they got to go do a puddle jumper out to Sacramento a few days after Minnesota. And then, They'll have a couple days off, come back, play Golden State, Atlanta, the Sixers, and Indiana, which Golden State, again, is winnable. Uh, Atlanta is winnable. Philly, winnable. Indiana plays tough. You should, you know, probably end up 3-1 and one out of that last four games. But the hardest ones are going to be the first six. Denver, Oklahoma City, Sacramento, Milwaukee, Minnesota, and Sacramento. You're going to if you want to get out of that gauntlet, you, you need to get with, with some positiveness. You want to get out four and two out of that. If you can four and two, okay. four and two is good. And then if you can go three and one, the last four games after they get back from Sacramento, that puts you at seven. Uh, what is that? Uh, four and two and then three, seven and seven and three. So I was thinking 17 and uh, six in the final 23 games, which was tonight. This was 23 games left tonight. 17 and six. Is that doable, Joe? 17 and six. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. If you include tonight's game. Yeah. It, it, it's too, sh- too, too short of what I hoped for, but sure. If they're playing well, if they play well, very possible if they play above well they could make a run here but yeah i'd say uh, i mean similar to the 18 and 8 run I, they I, ran I, out I don't, I don't know if i want to do a prediction i really don't uh, okay I'm, I'm just asking if it sounds feasible I, I feel like every time i do that it, it, it doesn't go i'm not right. asking you to make a prediction i'm just asking you if it sounds feasible no sounds not, a, not at this moment i gotta see a couple more wins against those big teams Okay, fair enough. It is like they were rated with 23 games left in the top 10 as far as hardest schedules. So I will definitely give you that. But John, I'll bring the question to you. Uh, I mentioned during playback, I said that I was thinking 17 and six is something they would have to do in order to go ahead and gain any type of advantage on the rest of the Western Conference. They do, again, have one of the harder schedules left out, although it gets very easy tomorrow night, notwithstanding. 
17 and six, is that something that's feasible? Is that something that's doable in your mind as far as the Lakers are concerned? Doable it is because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So doable it is, but... uh... But let's say they don't go to religion. Let's say they don't go to church and... You know, non, you know, as far as non-denomination, what have you. Let's say just based on talent alone and what they've got right now, the package they go right now. Let's say on that that sense alone, my friend, do you think that it's feasible that they can go 17 and 6? I threw that out there. Yeah. Z, you took the words out of my mouth. That is a tough hill to climb. Okay. And I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of maybe I'm throwing on those purple and gold glasses, those purple and gold blinders, um, and I want to and I want to say yes, but guys, we That's hard. We, we see the way we've, we've been playing this season. Yeah, like we, I, I think that I I want to respect myself and respect my basketball knowledge and respect what I've seen and respect my takes than than just to be out there trying to just be throwing favoritism for our team. I, I I don't think that we can do a 17 and 6. I'm gonna be honest. I, I, I like four I don't like 14 and 9, but Sunday Ace and 14 and 9 is yeah that's realistic. what I was gonna say. That I was gonna compliment just, yeah, yeah I was gonna compliment Sunday on that 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 was more realistic uh yeah, saying absolutely. 14 and 9. Which, but that's the problem though. 14 and 9 against the rest of the Western Conference Joe that's not enough to get them above really where they are right now. I don't even think a 14 and nine will get them the two games gap that they're currently behind. I don't think that will close them, allow them to close out that gap in the Western conference with a 14 and nine record. I think that would probably leave them still ninth or 10th in Western conference, Joe. Ninth and 10th. You, you play with a lot of pressure to win. It's very hard to win at the nine and 10 spots. They're probably going to start focusing on trying to get the number seven at the very least. You can guarantee yourself at least a, an eight seed if you if you get the seven. So they're three games back, the two teams that are seven and eight right now in the loss column. They have to make a run. They have to make a four or five game run to threaten that. If they win two and then lose one, win two, lose one, and then the other team kind of does the same thing or go win, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, it, it, that that needle's not going to move. Lakers have to make a run here at, at, at home, and they're going to need to go seven and three the next ten games. Okay. That, that would help. That would help. That would help. And even then, what if the teams that they're behind go six and four? They only make up one game. You see how hard it is to, to make up that ground? It's very difficult. The, there's going to have to be a collapse by those teams this late in the season. And then I don't see Dallas collapsing. I don't really see the Sacramento Kings collapsing, even though they got whooped tonight by Denver. But, you know, they were in Denver. They got whooped by a better team. Well, maybe they do need to go to church. <laughs> Anything at this point is greatly appreciated and helped. So, yeah. If, if church is your thing, uh, I would yeah definitely do that. There, there is, <laughs> there is, uh, there 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 is a light, but it's very dim for the yeah. Lakers. And the only thing they can do now is 
focused on the last 22 games. That's that's all they can do at this point. They've played 60 games. They've been terrible on the road. They've been they're 12 and 19 on the road, okay at home. And they're 32 and 28 right now. And I'm still going to stick to the fact that if they want to guarantee themselves a playoff run, they have to go on an unprecedented run, which is they're going to have to win 18 of the next 22 games and, and win 50 games. So with that, John, I want to ask you this. And once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro from Simplates, simplateswithawhy.com. John Costa from Lakers Corner and Clutch Talk. Please go ahead and support them whenever you can. Plus also like and subscribe to get the latest notifications. I'm going to go live with the latest Lakers fast break podcast, including tonight after our post game. It's Joe Soro with Lakers Nightcap, where he's talking Sopranos, the Lakers Clippers, and more. But John, again, it's a tough and tall task. Zangerstein said it best. It's a tall task to go ahead and try and gain ground. But if they can do it within the next 10 games, like you were talking about, you were talking about how crucial this next 10 games are. If they can gain some ground, if they can gain another game, a game and a half, maybe it's not so unrealistic after all, John. Got you on mute. You're on mute. Man, Gerald, ah, I mean, I want to say that maybe it's not so realistic, but I mean, it's like, let's look at this. Wizards, okay, we should win that. But again, here's the Lakers, right? Like, we're, we're, we're the type of team to, like, lose to the Wizards and then beat the Nuggets. <laughs> the, well, if the, Jamie Sweet was here, a.k.a. Admiral Akbar, he would say it's a trap. That's for it's sure. a trap, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a trap game. Um, so it's like, yeah, we're, we're the type of team to where we'll lose to the Wizards and then like beat the Nuggets. But like I said, none that that 10 game stretch is tough. Um, Wizards, well, they, can, they can get a game if they win tomorrow and the uh, Kings lose on the road at Minnesota. That is a big game heading into next week. They could literally with the with the right luck be tied next week when those two teams faced off on the sixth. And it's gotta and it's gotta go our way. It's kind of, it's kind of like I was saying earlier with um because of the because of the place the situation that we've put ourselves into, it's our fate is not in our hands anymore. And I kind of think back to I think it was like two or three years ago um, when the Lakers had gotten knocked out of the playoffs, um, and it was all because the Kings had won the game. And I, I actually don't I don't live too far from Sacramento. I went up to the game and the Kings weren't even playing the Lakers; they were playing a whole different team, but. It was like all standing wise. If they won a game, we'd get knocked out, and that and and that sucks. It's like you know when your fate is in somebody else's hands, but that only happens because you've you've allowed yourself to get there because you've done something to allow yourself to get there because you didn't take care of the situation when you should have took care of the situation at the right time, and now this is your fate, and now we just can, uh, like I said, pray we can win games and do what we need to do on our end and. Legit, legitimately just pray, to be honest. Things go our way. Um, I did want to mention, Kurt was asking how many more back-to-backs we have left. I want to go ahead and mention them now, too, before I go ahead with your uh, with you, Joy. I just want to go ahead and, and, and say that the Lakers have a back-to-back at Milwaukee and at the Grizzlies on the 26th and 27th of March. 
Uh, they have the next one that they have would be on April 2nd and April 3rd against at the at the Raptors and at the Wizards. And then the last one that they have, I believe, is on the 6th and the 7th of April versus the Cavaliers at home and then versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. So that's not going to be any fun, Joe, when they play those three back-to-backs. But this is what happens. When you punt games, when you talked about, in fact, we were we were talking and going back and forth, myself with the community, on how many games Darvin Ham has lost as far as his coaching is concerned. You said 10 games he's lost for this team of, of the decisions that he's made this year. I said between five and seven. That's still a lot. And it's because of that you now find yourself in the behind the eight ball as you head into this tough stretch of games to close out the season, Joe. Yeah, the if you look back on the schedule, you can you can see some of the games that that they should have won. The boy that that last few weeks is going to be brutal. Yeah, they they go on the road for that, it's almost like a second Grammy trip. Even that home, Joe, that home back-to-back where they have Cleveland one night, Minnesota the next, that's not a... a and they're traveling, and they're yeah. traveling to the crap area of the Midwest and all the way to the East Coast. Yep. We're talking Northeast. We're talking Brooklyn, Toronto, Washington. So imagine, they're going to have this run at home for a month, but then they got to go on the road for two weeks at least the toronto game is not like a 12 o'clocker like on a app a weekend even the like last, yeah even the, even the last two games of the season they have to be in memphis and new orleans the last <clears throat> two games it's 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 tough uh, it's it's not likely they're going to it's just not likely they're not going to be at least a nine or a ten seed in my book it's just too difficult and their depth is not really that good They've lost too many guys that would have probably helped. They didn't do themselves uh, enough in the draft to have maybe another integral part from the draft. They have they just they have five starters right now that are that are doing their best and playing well. Every single starter is playing well, and they're going to have to ride that. And they're going to have to ride that for the rest of the season, including the playoffs. So Darvin Ham is going to have to play. The starters, all the first, all the fourth, and then half of the second and half of the uh, third. Essentially. So what does that come up to? 36 minutes. 36 minutes, everyone's going to have to play. Especially with the, 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 the strength and schedule the rest of the way. If there was uh, a Washington here, a Charlotte there, uh, to, to, to season in between those games, then you could... Pick your spots. Let Spencer Dinwiddie play about 25, 30 minutes in those games to spell LeBron. But they, they don't have any room for error in those games. So they're gonna have to they're gonna have to play their guys. Zangerstein said it's not just 10 games, it's 50 games because of uh, having Torian Prince in the starting lineup. Uh, she's very adamant. Uh, I think her, Alan, and Adam are all in the I hate Torian Prince fan uh, fan club or non fan club, indeed. But it is the Lakers fast break. Uh, again, this this hatred. It's well, the proofs of the pudding. I mean, you look at the analytics. When he plays above twenty five minutes, the team is worse than five hundred. When the, he plays under 
25 minutes, they're undefeated. So I guess that there's a point there. But John, let me bring it back to you, my friend. Uh, you know, for at least a couple seasons now, we, as a community, were like dreading LeBron. And I know some of the guys who are uh, gals out there who really were against LeBron. One of the things they'd love to point out was the fact that, oh man, we just cannot stand when he chucks up threes and he goes oh for 7 from 3 or whatnot. And I can't say I blame them. I cannot say I blame them because it was not a great part, including this season where they were still saying, you know, as far as check him chucking up threes. But John, he's above 40% coming into this game, and he sure as heck now well above that with a game like today. Do you tell LeBron to stop chucking up threes when he's been hitting it so well, especially after a fourth quarter like tonight, John? No, no, not at all. I mean, he, I think, and you guys that um, are, you know, out there with the numbers, with the computers, I know I got a computer in front of me, but this is from what I've seen last time I was looking at preparing for the live stream. LeBron is the second um, second best shooter on our team, like numbers-wise. I'm pretty sure it's D'Lo at 41% from the three-point line and LeBron at 40% from the three-point line. Um, again, don't quote me on that, but I believe that I, I believe that is true or top two or top three. But what I will say is that you don't tell LeBron James, uh, don't take this shot. Like what? Like who Who on this team could, could say that? Not a single soul on this team, in my opinion, can tell LeBron James, hey, don't take this shot because I think that um, I'd rather give it to Rui or I'd rather give it to D'Lo to take the shot. Like, I don't, I just don't think that there's – this team just isn't good enough. I wish this team was good enough to where I could be like, LeBron, don't take that shot. Are you crazy? But we're talking about literally the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. I'm not telling him to not take any shot. If you want to take a three, well, take last three. year we were telling him not to take those threes because it was not as pretty as above 40% this time last year, my friend. I'll give you that. But last year, I feel like we just had this all, all around Alan, collective point, group. Uh, Rui's at 41%. So the Lakers now have three point shooters, John. And it's something I want to say that the Lake. I don't want them to become reliant on the three-pointer because that really takes away from the really what they do best transition game, getting to the free throw line. That's exactly what they did best. That's what got them to the playoffs. That's what got them to, if you take a look at their 2020, they were really good in transition defense transition and getting to the free throw line there as well. But getting out these days, they've added Joe a three-point barrage Again, they might be taking a, a little bit more threes than, than some would like, but with Rui, LeBron, and D'Lo hitting him, plus Austin Reeves, he's not as bad as he once was. In fact, the whole team is not even anywhere near as bad as though they once were, John and Joe, especially the, especially the first part of this. They're now a middle-of-the-pack team, three-point shooting. Does it change your perspective on how many they should shoot now? Real, realistically, if, if I could just jump in here real quick, Joe. By all means, by all means. I think that we should not change our change our identity. And I've said this so many times in on this stream. I do not think we should change our identity. We are a team that goes inside, bruises the paint. We are going to kill you inside. We're trying to score 50 to 60 points in the paint because that's what we do. I'm not, I don't think we should change our identity. But I do believe that, you know, if it's a night like this and we're hidden, okay, you know, let's let's run with it. But the biggest thing is have that ability to adjust. If the shot is not hidden, okay, the shot is not hidden. Go uh, threes are up and down. I love the I love what, what what Darren said in the in the chat. You can't make them if you don't take them, right? Like you miss every shot you don't take. So get them up there. Like, and I, I kind of think to this: 
whenever I play basketball, like when I um like go play rec or I play in this adult league, right? I always every game that I play, I like to take the first shot and in, in, in the, the first shot of the game, okay. Well my the first possession. Because if I hit, okay, great, I hit. Now I'm feeling myself. I saw the ball go through the hoop for the first shot. But if I don't hit, it is what it is. That was the first shot. I'm just I'm getting it out the way. Cause you you miss every shot you don't take. So what I'll say is I don't want us to get away from our identity of being a team that bruises people down in down in the paint and inside. But I do think that if it's there, we need to take advantage of it like tonight. Now, now you just let it out to everyone. You you just let out your secret. So when, as soon as you get the ball, the first time around, people go, shot, shot. First possession. If you guard, hey, if, if anybody here plays, 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 picks up, plays with me, pick up basketball, play rec. If you go know me, I'm going to take the shot in that first possession. I guarantee. And whether I'm going to take it to the hoop, a three is something. I'm going to take that first shot, though. Uh, I, I used to defend when I played defense. I would first thing I would say to somebody I know was going to rebound instantly before they even got the shot up. And it was just, they'd be just like, man, you messed you up, didn't it? That's part of the point of playing defense. Uh, LA Slappies, getting you right there, aka Joe Soro. What are your thoughts, my friend? Do you think because the Lakers have found some newfound love behind the arc that they should experiment with it a little more often? I didn't notice them taking ill-advised threes. When you have an open shot, you take it. Yeah, you create the offense so that your best three-point play that that volleyball three that D'Lo made that was a brilliant pass by LeBron to find him that late in the shot clock. A, a three-point shot is only as good as its make. Even whether it's open, whether it's contested, whether it's from 24, whether it's from 23 feet, doesn't matter. The The shots that LeBron made were desperation shots to some degree, but he made them. He kept making them, and it made a difference. But it was a combination of not only that, also uh, it was momentum shifting plays on the defensive end. They played... Well, they played the last eight, nine minutes the way you have to play. They're capable of doing this. They have the ability to do it. The question is, can they continue to do it game in and game out? And this isn't, other than LeBron, this is a young team. Rui's young. Delo's young. Austin's young. AD's 30 years old. That's that's encouraging when you ask, can they make it happen? Age-wise, is not going to be a problem. Health-wise, everyone is healthy. So, so, but you can't rely on a, on, on LeBron to hit six threes or seven threes either. Well, he hit five actually. He hit seven. Did he hit seven? Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but you can't count on that every single game. No, no, and it's not just that; it's the energy too. The energy can't – you just cannot rely on that energy, at least not right now. Maybe in the playoffs when you have to. Like tomorrow night, for instance. Tomorrow night. I don't expect LeBron to give you the same kind of performance. I, I would like to – I'd like to see the Lakers play well enough so that LeBron doesn't have to play the fourth and neither would AD. That's it. That's one thing they've done this year that they didn't do last year was they've had fourth quarters where AD and LeBron did not play way more. 
I think they had one last year from my my memory. They had more in the playoffs than they did than they did in the regular season. I would like them. I would like LeBron to play 28 minutes tomorrow, have a comfortable lead going to the fourth. AD same thing, and then let Austin, D'Lo, and and Rui just drop 20, 20, 20 each. Win the game. Let the bench score about 10, 15 points. Win 115 to 103. Something like that. And then get ready for Denver. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. One thing I want to ask you before we head on out, we still got a few minutes left before Joe hosts his nightcap where he'll be talking to Sopranos, Lakers Clippers, and more. Go ahead and check it out. Lakers nightcap with Joe Soro. John- we have a surprise tonight. So if you guys want to wait, I got a surprise for everyone. Yes, he will have a surprise indeed. Uh, John, I want to go ahead and and ask you this when it comes right down to it the lakers have to go ahead and get that second win back to back they have to go ahead and start putting wins together coming out of the all-star break they were really struggling going one and two absolutely not the way you want to start the all-star break i mean start coming off the all-star break with a record like that they have to start stringing some wins together do you feel confident in the Lakers being able to do that after a performance like tonight? What what do you feel could come out of an inspirational victory like the Lakers had tonight? I think I think what can come out of it is is role. And this is and this is not just with the Lakers. This is with any team like in the NBA of because basketball is about a game of momentum and rhythm and sometimes like momentum works just in games but sometimes momentum can work like in seasons and you can just really you're just rolling and you're clicking on all cylinders now that is it's not as 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 uh common as you'll see in games like in literally probably every single basketball game every night there's like probably like what like 12 games on a night or something like that 10 games on a night every single game i guarantee there's some type of momentum um and you might it's possible for the lakers to do it but i'll be honest guys like We've seen we've seen some other great wins. Like we we've seen some great wins this season. Granted, like I said in the beginning, and I'm I'm gonna continue to stand on business about it. Like I, this is one of my favorite wins, like personally. Uh, but we but but you know we've seen some great wins this season, and then the next game we turn around and poop the bed. So I'm gonna be honest. Like I I think that yes, it's possible for us to roll, and I hope that we get this win on the Wizards. And that really helps us. But after the Wizards, like, I, I don't even think, and I say this reluctantly because every game matters, but I feel like the analogy that I'm thinking of in my head, I want us looking over the Clippers and just thinking straight to the Nuggets. Like, like we see, we, I, see I see you right there, Wizards, 
but I'm I'm so not worried about you that I'm I'm worried about what's what's next in this uh, tough stretch of games after that. So um, we gotta we gotta get a win. I feel like at the end of the day, it's the easiest way easiest way to say it. Every game matters. Um, let's show up. Um, and then just a real quick add on something that uh, Alan was saying about like maybe not playing LeBron tomorrow. Like I don't know. I think we should do it this, the way that Joe said it. Right? It's like play him, but Let's be able to dominate this game to where he could be sitting, um, preferably like into the third, to be real. Um, but if we can get it sitting for the entire fourth, that'd be great. But uh, you can't. You At this point, you can't, John. Mm-hmm. It's crucial for the Lakers to win games. You can no longer punt games, Joe. So you have to have them play because – you don't have the confidence in the rest of your team to get the job done, even against a Washington Joe. I don't at this point. They have to prove it to me in order to do so. Because they they came off with great victory in Utah without LeBron. And I think it was without AD. They, they had the great victory in Boston without LeBron and AD. I'm sorry. They didn't have LeBron in Utah. But they've had some other terrible – the Houston game, for example. Yeah, just – Absolutely, just I don't have the confidence that the Lakers can get it done without LeBron at least giving you 20 to 25 minutes tomorrow night. I'm not worried about tomorrow's game, to be honest. Uh, the Lakers should win, and I believe they will. My focus will be on Denver and the, re- and the rest of the uh, homestand with the Sacramento detour. If they lose to Washington tomorrow, then okay. Nothing we haven't seen before where they throw out a dud, but they win tomorrow, it still doesn't mean much. It still needs to be the Denvers and the Milwaukee's and the Minnesotas and Oklahoma Cities and the Sacramentos. Those games are the ones I'm going to be paying attention to because they can set their mark there. They can make up a lot of ground and and I say make up a lot of ground, at least measuring from the measuring stick standpoint. I don't know if they're going to be able to come back. I really don't. I don't know if they're going to be able to come back and get a playoff win uh, with this tough schedule. And with that, I am going to also sign off and get ready for the nightcap. Okay. So I'm going to let Gerald uh, end the show. Or I should say, let them caboose the show. At yes, this I'll say I'll hang out with you guys uh, for another fifteen minutes or so. It is the Lakers fast break, so I'll go ahead and do that. So, Joe, peace out. Uh, we can't wait to see who your special thing is going to be on the Lakers nightcap. I'm so excited for it. You just hear it, my voice. May the uh, Schwartz be with you. Yeah, may the Schwartz be with you, indeed, my friend. But uh, hopefully you'll have a good show. Join Joe Sorrell tonight at 11 p.m. Lakers nightcap, talking the Sopranos, and also as well the Lakers as well. But uh, coming up right out to you right now, it's Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. It is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 116-112. to Again, they're in ninth place in the Western Conference. They're 32-28, and just two games behind Sacramento in the chase for a play-in or a better play-in or even a playoff spot in the Western Conference. Uh, Alice says, cool, bro. You talk everything but basketball. Uh, that is correct, Alice. He'll talk everything but basketball. He's uh, only, I think, a casual 
basketball fans, but enjoys our community. I think the fact that he enjoys our community is uh, something special about what we've created here that you've helped to create right here at the Lakers fast break. But the Lakers, I will say again, a very impressive performance by LeBron. I know we do have a LeBron hater in the chat right now, Joshua Mars 20, but thank you for watching Joshua Mars 20. Uh, I know that you know that you're not telling the truth at all when you're saying stuff like that as far as LeBron didn't play well tonight, LeBron was carried tonight. Uh, I have a feeling you either didn't watch the fourth quarter or you're lying through your teeth. So I'm assuming it's the latter and that you have enough intelligence to realize that. But we'll see. It's okay. But it is the Lakers fast break. It is Gerald Glassford right here. Thanks so much again. Big shout out to Laker Nick. Also as well, Henry Hill from Courtside Lakers. Follow Courtside Lakers on Instagram. Please go ahead and do so because I post all of our latest game episodes right there on Courtside Lakers on Instagram. Also at, at Lakers Fast Break on Instagram as well. Follow us there if you can. Also as well, of course, Stone Hansen. Big shout out to Stone Hansen, Henry Hill, Laker Nick, also Joe Soro, who are a great part of our Playback.tv simulcast coverage. Looking forward to seeing what we can do tomorrow night against the Washington Wizards. Uh, cool bro, Joshua Legoat is goaded. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yes, uh, if you take a look up Cool Bro in the, uh, in the chat, somebody was, uh, uh, you know, the usual LeBron hater uh, was in the chat after he had a, uh, yeah, he had uh, actually quite a bit more than two points, Joshua. I don't think it's the game. I think you're getting confused with someone else, if that's the case, or you're doing a very, very bad job of trolling. I mean, that's probably one of the worst trolling jobs I've seen in my life. If you can't do a good job trolling, don't do it at all. would be my best suggestion. But it is the Lakers fast break. Joe Soro is coming up in less than 15 minutes with, of course, Lakers nightcap right there for you. Kubro says, but literally, Gerald, that was a very amazing. Yes, I'm glad you had a good history class and a good debate there. I'm glad you had some great things going on. But I do want to go ahead. Yes, Sean, the podfather is left holding the bag, but it's great. I'm here with you talking Lakers as we go ahead and head on into the home stretch here for the last few minutes of Lakers fast break post game. The Lakers do win 116 to 112, but I want to hear your thoughts out there. Please let me know what is the Lakers record going forward? Include tonight's games. So the last 23 games, including tonight, we'll give the Lakers a win. Go one up. What is your thoughts? Uh, what are your thoughts on what the Lakers can realistically do? Sunday's 14 and 9, I think, was probably what is closer to what I'm thinking as well. 14 and 9. Now, 17 and 6, I think the Lakers, if they do that, can actually make a jump forward if they if they're able to do that. But I'm not sure. I don't have the confidence that they'll be able to put that together. Uh, by the way, uh, cool bro, it is uh, the two towers. I will go ahead and get, say, ask you out there, everyone, what do you think the Lakers record will be in the next 23 games, including tonight? We're going to go ahead and say, I'm going to say it's closer to what Sunday said, 14 and 9. Am I wrong? Let me know in the chat. Let me know in chat in the comments. Actually, you, even if you're watching this later on or you're answering on, put it in the comments below. We'd love to go ahead and hear your thoughts of what the Lakers record, including tonight's game, will be as they close out the season with a very tough schedule. In fact, one of the top 10 toughest schedules for the rest of the way out. Tomorrow's night's game, notwithstanding, because that is against the Washington Wizards. 
here at the crypto.com arena looking forward to that but they're playing also as well on the second against the denver nuggets so it goes after that after the wizards get this nuggets thunder kings bucks and timberwolves all at home and then you go out on the road at the kings you come back home for the warriors that's not a pleasant uh, homestand by any stretch of the imagination. The Lakers are going to have to get shooting like they did in the fourth quarter in order to go ahead and get it done. Sean says 13 to 10 because the schedule is tough and this team is inconsistent. I'm not going to say you're, you know, I'm not going to disagree with you, Sean. That's actually very astute on your part. You're taking your fandom, putting it to the side a little bit, and thinking clearly what they. With a you know with realistic uh, expectations out of that. Now I'm hoping for both you and I that they exceed those expectations and then some. But 13 and 10, 14 and 9, I think it's uh, going to be something. Plus the Lakers again will have to be out there. They will not be able to most likely rest anybody. So the back end of the schedule, as it gets closer to the end of the season, the Lakers will have no choice but to put out and keep out their starters. While other teams may be resting, the Minnesotas, the the Clippers, the Denver Nuggets of the world, those guys, Oklahoma City, those guys, as it gets closer to the end of the season, those guys are with already that's locked up already high seeds. They're going to go ahead and rest some of their guys. So hopefully the Lakers will take advantage of that and may be able to sneak in and get another one or two wins when they maybe they weren't supposed to with a full and healthy. Uh, you know, top team right there. So let's hopefully that will happen. Gerald, why don't the LFB agent want to get it? Well, that's up to them, cool bro. That's always up to them. Alfonso, that is a grueling stretch. Big shout out to you on Facebook, Alfonso. Yes, absolutely. That is a, a brutal stretch. Let me go ahead and, and let you guys know again one more time what they've got ahead. The Wizards is the easiest game coming up for us. And that's coming up tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m., of course, we got it covered right for you here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pre-game, got you post-game, during the game with the simulcast, and of course, Lakers nightcap with Joe Soro topping it all off. Got the Denver Nuggets coming up after that on the 2nd of March. Then you've got the Thunder, the Kings, the Bucks, Timberwolves. All those games are at home, but all those teams are top east or west right there for you. Then you've got... At the Kings, and then you come back home on the 16th of March against the Golden State Warriors. That doesn't even include the back end. That includes the Hawks, the Sixers, the Bucks again on the road. Yeah, just some tough stuff. And then, of course, you got another Timberwolves game on the horizon after that, and you end your season uh, with a game against the Warriors and also a game against the Pelicans on tap as well against some tough teams. So, yeah, it's definitely, definitely going to be a tough team, tough time getting those. Uh, Sean said he would love to see something more than 17 to six. I would love to see a 17 to six, something like that. But again, it's going to be a tall task with what they've got ahead, even if they are playing at home. Chris says, can these Lakers beat the Nuggets? What will it take? Excellent question. It's going to take an effort like you saw in that fourth quarter, Chris. If they shoot the lights out like they did tonight in that fourth quarter, they could compete with anybody. But then again, we don't see that usually against the Nuggets. The Nuggets usually have a fair defensive game plan that stifles the Lakers that seems to go ahead and be able to get the job done for the most part. 
Sean says Ham needs to trap Murray at the end of games if he ever wants to beat the Nuggets. I agree. You also got to make sure that you got uh, AD is not foul trouble because when AD gets in foul trouble, as we saw in Phoenix, he becomes very passive. Uh, he let Jokic dominate him on the offensive rebounds, and that was a killer for them against Phoenix. So JSJ says, I can't wait for the nightcap. So it's coming up in seven minutes. So hopefully you'll enjoy it. Uh, hopefully you'll be able to go ahead and experience it. Cobro cool says, hey, Joe, what if people start writing reviews on me on Apple Podcasts? Well, there you go. I'll, that'll be Oh, sure. You'll find out. You'll find out, cool bro. And it'll be great. To, I'm sure as far as for all everyone out there that you could say you were on a review for Apple Podcasts. JSJ says, Gerald, can Rui guard Jokic? JSJ, I will say, remember, he did fare initially well against Jokic. But after a while, Mike Malone and the Nuggets figured that out as far as Jokic figuring out how to play against Rui. So I don't know how much you can go back to it. If you tease it, if you don't rely on it, if you can go ahead and give it some burn, I would try it again because if you play against the Timberwolves, guess what? Rui is going to go play against Cat, and he's done a fairly effective job against Cat as well. So I would try it, but I wouldn't rely on it because if you're going to stick out Rui Hashimura on Jokic for an extended period of time. As we saw in the playoffs, you saw declining returns, and that's something I would be very wary of. If you mix it up, a good coach will mix it up and be able to get the job done that way. So we'll see. Alfonso said, is Wood playing? No, Alfonso. He is still out at least another week. He has got a knee issue, swelling in the knee. They are going to reevaluate him here, I believe, in another week because it was a two-week timetable before they reevaluate how good his knee is they say it's not as serious as Gabe Vincent's knee injury was before he had surgery they rushed Gabe Vincent back on the court and you saw how bad that did for the Lakers he only played one game and then had to have surgery and then he's out he's still out he's not even back on the court yet as part of his rehab him and Vando are not back on the court yet so they're weeks away from coming back on the court for the Lakers uh, but yes, I would say Wood is probably at least another week or two at the most or at the earliest before they go ahead and allow him back to on the court. But yes, they will reevaluate his knee soreness and swelling in a week's time. And we'll see from there. They, you know, if it is still bad, though, Alfonso, be prepared to hear that he might be done for the season. So we'll see. JSJ said, I would rather start Hayes with AD, but Ham will never do that. Uh, Hayes is, he's very polarizing, JSJ. I mean, it is just neither, it's, there's no steadiness in Hayes. It's either pretty good or pretty bad. And his defense, uh, the way he cannot rotate sometimes, he gets lost on defense. It's absolutely a terrible at times. He gets lost in the pick roll. Do you remember seeing when he got burned time and time again by Trace Jackson Davis against the Golden State Warriors? He can get confused and lost in a pick-and-roll defense quite a bit. But then you have the times where he looks like he's a defender. He can go up and, go up and contest, and he's obviously available for lobs. It's just very hard to figure out. But overall, I've not been that impressed by him. You could try it and start him, but 
if that's the case, JSJ, I would rather not because your starting lineup now is seven and one. Why do you want to mess with a good thing? Rui Hashimura, since he's been inserted to the starting lineup, is seven and one. That to me is something you really try to stay away from as far as moving someone else into the starting lineup. I would really like to see them stick to that. The problem is, though, your bench has been underperforming and has given you virtually nothing this entire time. So the Lakers are relying heavily on their starters going forward. Yeah, JSJ, you cannot mess with 7-1 and one right now. Now, if it goes the other way, of course, try some different things. But for right now, in this tough stretch of games, you got to go what brought you to the dance. And the Lakers are 7-1 and one with the starting lineup, especially after tonight's victory. Uh, guess what they did down the fourth quarter? They played their starting lineup. They took out Prince. They took out Reddish. They put in the starting lineup for the bulk of the minutes on the fourth quarter, and it paid off. Rui hit a clutch three. You saw D'Angelo hitting some shots. Austin Reeves didn't have a great game, but was steady on defense. And that's something I wanted to go ahead and mention. I've been very, very on him about his defense. And overall, his defense, he gets picked on a lot. Let's just put it out there. But today, Norman Powell, he did get he did get hit a couple times. I will say he did get burned a couple times, but there were some uh, uh, there were some possessions where Austin Reeves should get a lot of credit for playing great effort on defense, and he deserves a lot of that. In the first quarter, in the first half, it wasn't so pretty, but I will say in that fourth fourth quarter, the Lakers' defense tightened up, and we saw what can happen when the Lakers give you effort and execution, and that's what counts for me. Once again, it, yeah, they did up their prices. They're supposed to be doing digital, uh, I guess, uh, menu boards as well on – at Wendy's. And so I don't know. They're, they're also talking about, uh, I don't think they, they denied it, but they were, you know, there was rumors. They were talking about dynamic pricing, like during heavy periods, raising the price and then uh, with their new digital menu boards. But I don't think they're going to go ahead and do that. They get a lot of flack for that. And social media would break out in a big detail if they did. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 116 to 112 with a, Come back, 21 points down. Absolutely incredible comeback. LeBron James went wild. Uh, 7 to 12 from the three-point area. Just absolutely clutch in the fourth quarter. 19 points outscoring the Clippers by himself in the fourth quarter. Absolutely incredible performance. We'll be back tomorrow again for the pregame. During the game, as far as playback.tv, it's fast break. Post-game course and of course nightcap with joe soro as well but for right now it's lakers nightcap with joe soro hopefully you will enjoy what he has in store for you as far as a big surprise what is the surprise i don't know what the surprise is well actually i do all right i do i know what the surprise is hopefully you'll enjoy it hopefully you'll enjoy the conversation in regards to sopranos lakers and clippers and so much more it is coming up tonight it is coming up next it's lakers nightcap with joe sorrow so for joe sorrow also as well john costa go ahead and give a big shout out at clutch talk and lakers corner also as well of course are the people that were responsible for the great playback we had including stone hansen henry hill from courtside lakers lakers laker nick big shout out to him as well gave us the idea for our first Lakers VIP. Congratulations once again, once again, Alan Gervais. Truly appreciated him 
uh, and his cooperation and as far as his patience with us trying to get that work together. And then, of course, also as well, everyone out there in the chat, the best Lakers chat room that's out there and the best Lakers channel that's out there is nowhere else but right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.